Hey folks, no new episode this week. Instead, we had a list of 15 questions compiled for our players to answer. This will be a recurring segment, so we really hope you all enjoy it. So, should we just like get into the first question or should we kind of talk about like what we're doing since we're down a couple players, this is just like an in-between? Yeah. 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 Okay. Especially since it's something that we're going to do in the future. It's basically just to fill minor gaps that you may or may not have. Um, bits of lore, bits of just personal opinion about characters and uh, movement through the characters' stories. Um, but pretty simple okay. questions for the most part. We can all just talk about our characters. Yeah, it's just I, like a fun excuse. <laughs> I, I love an excuse to talk about it's my true. baby Mo. I mean, I guess we'll just hop into the first question here. Um, what was the inspiration for creating your character? Who wants to start off this line? Uh, not me. <laughs> I, I can start, and I, then we can go like this, and we give loop back to the DM. I mean, we don't have to go in order. We can just go as someone has something to say. That's we don't have to go in any kind of order, just a back and forth. <laughs> I'll just go first, then. The creation of Mo. he was the latest character to be added. He... I am a nursing student, so my life is very chaotic, and I, when I went to Marcus to make a character, I was basically like, I want to make a character that the party can use when I'm not there. Um, and so I made a sword, and he can be used when I'm not there, as he's been used by Theo a few times. I think that was it. Other than that, I worked really closely with Marcus on making yeah. Mo, and we added a lot of lore, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. You're just like, I just want to be a sword. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can think some stuff with that. And um, I was thinking about it, and I was like, okay, well, you're a sentient sword. Okay, that's easy enough. You're a magic sword. The entity inside, we can talk about later. And I think he came to me with something about, like, um, I don't remember what it was. We like had a few we, ideas we bounced yeah, off of each other. Yeah, we spitballed back and forth it was, for a while. Yeah, that was so much fun. We I did, think like, it, it started as like, it's funny, because it started as like, I'm a dead warrior spirit. Yeah. And then it was like, I'm the uh, soul of the person who enchanted this blade. And then it was like, I'm just a god who <laughs> died and part of its soul's in the sword. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it I think it just started like real simple. I just started with like, let's be a sword, and then me and you built up, and we made like really cool lore on the world and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Mine's not that cool. <laughs> I just saw that everyone always has a tragic backstory for their character, and I wanted to make a very high functioning character that didn't have a tragic backstory, just had a good home life, because I never see that. There's always some tragic backstory, and I was like, no, I want a character who's just raised in a castle and not like a castle but you know what I mean like she's she's raised in her noble upbringing by parents that love her and yeah there's you know little things here and there but I was just like I don't need a tragic backstory for every character I want to do something nice and breezy for this one yeah and then you were like my dad's a vampire. <laughs> well, I'm a vampire. I actually, when I came to you with this, I even said my dad's like a good vampire. Like, yeah, no, I, was, no. I was like, yeah, no, I truly want her to have just your weirdly, like, white picket fence upbringing yeah. that didn't really make sense for a D&D &D setting, 
and I thought that would just be fun to play on, but now she's got a tragic backstory, so... Well, her backstory isn't <laughs> tragic, it's her, her current, dad, that's... That's her question. current story is tragic, yes. not her backstory. <laughs> We're living her villain origin story. Exactly. exactly. Her villain origin story. I, I hope not. You know what? You know what she kind of reminds me of? Like her backstory reminds me of like an Adams family. Yeah. Like kinda. dark and twisted, oh. but everybody's kind of chill with it. Yeah. yeah. Like a, <laughs> like where are you from? I'm from like a Halloween town, basically. Like yeah. Everything's spooky there. Yeah. It doesn't mean like it's bad that everything was spooky there. No. It's just a new way of life. Yeah. Different way. Uh, Tori was made in, like, five minutes, because <laughs> she was supposed to be a one-shot character, and then I kind of just stuck around, like I do. Um, like, her name, I came up with on the spot, so, uh, but over time, kind of made more of a character for her. Like, at, I think at first she was just a rogue, and mm-hmm. then we, then I bolted class as a druid, because uh, it made sense with her, her bold nature, but... Yeah, she kind of just grew from there and, um, you know, played into the rogue thing. So She's a good rogue. Yeah. A very good eight-foot-tall rogue. <laughs> That's the funniest part to me is that you were like, I think we were just like, yeah, you're a rogue. And then I think we rolled a random character up uh, or something like that. Or we did the, oh, no, it was the random character generator on D&D Beyond. We clicked that, and it and it was like a furball rogue or something like that. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I was like, you're playing your furball rogue today. Just come up with a name. And you were like, Tori is the name. And I was like, okay, great. And then when we made it a character, you were like, okay, no. I want to start as a druid. Like, my family were druids and stuff like that. So, which was a really cool start. Yeah. And then Black Widowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I love Tori. Um... Nika was the first character that I had no idea what I wanted to do with. I had no thought, head empty. And I was just like, okay, I need to play a class I've never played. And I've only done one spellcaster, which was a wizard. So I was like, sorcerer, fuck it. And then I was like, what's the craziest one? Aberrant mind. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, what's the craziest race? And I was like, hexblood. And so I was like, I got a mutt here. And I was like, what is the crazy element? Like, how do I make him? Because I got a lot of cool things here, but how do I connect with him? And I just kind of like sat back and I started listening to some music and I just kind of picked up. I had the idea of a gun and I was just like a sorcerer with a gun. Like, that's the key. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. No, when you go to the end of the universe and you meet the deity that created it all, you're like, what's the answer? And he goes, it's this. And he just shows you a man holding a gun and also casting a spell. I was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was, I was like, he's an aberrant fey dude with a gun. I was like, how? And then I was like, ah, he joined a gang. Like, <laughs> I was like, he's just like showed up on the prime, prime material plane. I basically... I, I said every idea I have for Nika, yes and. Until I finally got to a point where I was like, alright, no more, we're good. Yeah, no, I felt like at, at some point, like, I was just like, wow, that's a, that's a lot to put on the sandwich. But, you know, by God, we'll make it work. I've seen bigger sandwiches. <laughs> like, we can do this. And uh, it was it's really funny, though, because in the beginning of explaining yours, it was like... Oh, by the way, I'm a sorcerer. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. And it's like, I'm connected to this crazy magic place that's got tentacles and monsters and shit. That's wild. Also, there's a mantis involved. What? That's crazy. Also, I have 17 werewolf dads. (laughs) What? That's fucking wild. Also, my mom 
my real parents gave me to a witch. I'm kind of also part witch. Bro. It's a lot of flavor in that. It's like a Thanksgiving sandwich where you put everything in from, from Thanksgiving yeah. in the same sandwich. I wanted, it works. I wanted to make a character that a lot of things happened to them before they were even born. And then things didn't suddenly stop happening because he was born. You know? His life is just nonstop. Pedal to the metal. All right. Let's see here. Did you have another character in mind before your current one? If you did, what was it? I think we kind of touched on this, that we had a bunch of different characters flying for Mo. Mm-hmm. But one that we really talked about seriously for a hot second was that Mo. I think he was like a lover to a mad scientist who wanted to keep him around forever. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. I, yeah. love, I love Mo, but that's very interesting. I had no idea. And that was, like, one that we really talked about seriously for a second, but I, like, I kind of put a stop to that because, like, off the record, Marcus has a char- another character in another campaign who's <laughs> really close to that, like, yeah, that that's his origin story. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to play a character that's so similar to one of your own characters. Are you Which... talking about our horror campaign with rotating DMs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have a fun horror campaign with rotating DMs. And yeah, Marcus plays a character who was a robot. <laughs> who... who was a person. Yeah, who yeah. was a person. And like his lover, basically, <laughs> when he died, his lover put him into like a... Yep. And we're like, body. you're not leaving me yet. Yeah. yeah. And, and that just recently got hinted at in, the, like, the last... Not Freeze. not when Hunter ran it, but... When Sophie, yeah. Sophie yeah. ran it. Yeah. So I was like, I love that idea, but I want to make something more unique to yeah. something I made. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, God and the Sword's pretty unique. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah. That's, I feel like we just went down the rabbit hole and we never came back out. <laughs> I mean, no, we really didn't. <laughs> Uh, Tori has been five minutes. <laughs> I have a character idea at well, all, so... Well, if I remember a little bit when we were remaking the character, like when you were like, no, I'm going to stay, I'm going to play. And I was like, okay, well, let's think about the character then. Did you have any other ideas like then? Like, weren't you going to make her be Clapper Claw? Yeah, like, you said you were gonna... that. You <laughs> oh, said that's she right, was originally yeah. going to play Clapper that's Claw right. in the Feywild campaign. That's right, yeah. And for and you then... guys out there, Clapper Claw is a small... Childlike figure with this what a pumpkin head. Pumpkin head. No, and it's a stag skull with large antlers. Oh, he carries uh, a pumpkin. He he had a spoilers if you haven't played Wild Beyond the Witchlight yet, but he had a gourd for a head when you met him, and oh, then you got right. his stag head back from the hag that had it, and then in turn he was like, "Yeah, I'll show where the fuck you want to go." Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, you were gonna play dodge to bullet. <laughs> you really did. Yeah, you really did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there was a few other races that we were looking at, though, when we were making Tori, because we're just kind of, like, looking through all the choices and, yeah. like, just randomly choosing the most fae one, you know? Yeah, because I remember you were, you were thinking, like, okay, well, what are fae races? And it was, like, you know, fairy, of course, elf, da-da-da-da-da, and then furbolg. I think you were even like, what are furbolg? Yeah, cow? I've never played a furbolg before, so... Big old cow people, man. <laughs> yeah. And I love I her. Love, yeah, I love Tori. My eight foot tall disappear with with a thirty <laughs> stealth check. That's so crazy. What's the question again? Did you have another <laughs> character in mind before? You oh man, so many. 
I had so many. I didn't know what I wanted. Like, I, I toyed with, like, how I got to Nika, actually, was, like, I was like, I really want to play a gunslinger. Like, I want to use guns, you know? And then, I, but I didn't want to be a cliche gunslinger. So I was like, how can I not do that? And I was like, well, I did do something once where I was a ranger with guns, and I was like, maybe I'll do that. I never played with these people with that character. And I was like, nah, I want something new. And then I'm always just like, I'll make a barbarian right now. You know, because I love barbarians, but ultimately Nika showed up. Yeah, I think we at one point were even like, because you told me you're like, I just want to be a, I want to be a sorcerer, but I want to have a gun, and I was like, well, this is gonna be a mageocracy anyway, so it, it's an arcane focus for you, and then that became like the main thing, like that's how you cast your spells. Yeah, I love that gun. It's it a sure little, does it's love little, you. It's a little. You know, it doesn't love my friends, but it loves it me. Doesn't know who the it's fuck an your unhealthy are. relationship. There is dependency problems. It was my first item in, in the material world. It's my trinket. It's true. As a fake. Oh, Scarlet was always going to exist. There was no reality in which Scarlet wasn't going to exist. I went into the campaign knowing I wanted to make a pastel goth, e-girl looking vampire who was just bubbly and cheerful. I had no other... My heart was set. I, yeah. I had an idea in mind, and I had... There was no wavering me from it. I just really wanted my cute little pastel goth vampire girl, and there wasn't a moment <laughs> where I changed my mind. There really wasn't. No, I was hard no. set. All it was, because the moment I made her, I started... As soon as I said, I'm making this character with this aesthetic, mm. I just started typing. And I wrote <laughs> just paragraphs and paragraphs of backstory. Because as soon as I have a vision in mind, I just go. It's the same way with World of Warcraft. I make a character and I just... I just write paragraphs about them, and they just exist in that world now. And oh, yeah. it's the same way with her. I knew what I wanted, and I wrote her paragraphs of lore immediately. Funny enough, it was your paragraphs of lore that kind of spawned, like, a lot of what's going on now. Because, like, you were like, okay, well, I have a vampire father who's a vampire lord. And I was like, okay, a vampire lord. He's got land. He's got people that probably look up to him or either, you know, work for him or depend on him or something like that. So, you know, then Duskmore came into play, and then you were like, yeah, no, he's a psychic vampire. And I was like, cool. I've never heard of that, but I like it a lot. Hey, it's in D&D lore. <laughs> hey, I don't know what edition, but it sounds awesome. It's when the Dampier race came out. You can be a... Oh, that's a thing? Yeah, yeah you can feed, oh. you can feed off things. of psychic energy. Oh. Yeah, that's why I went with that instead of blood, because I was like, if she's going to be a cute little pastel e-girl... She's got to have something that makes her unique. And I, ever since when I created the character, I wanted her to feed off of pranks. That's what I wanted mm -hmm. her to be, yeah. like, her niche, where it's like, yeah, she feeds off psychic energy, but because she's this trickster cleric whose god is a trickster god, mm -hmm. she she feeds specifically off of the emotions that people feel when they get embarrassed, like, from a prank. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So that was her oh, emotional yeah. food. But, of course, now, like, you know, that's changed. But that original character, that was that was her bread and butter. And that's still up in the air because, like you said, you have a trickster god who's yeah. just like, this is what's happening. And, of happening. course, now we know more about what's happening, so that's something for the future. But for now, she is a... More vampire-esque dampier. Typical blood-second... True goth. True goth. Yeah, true she, goth. She's a true goth now. I love it. Alright. What are your character's goals and motivations? 
um, <laughs> Tori just wants to kill everybody at LAE. Yeah. yeah. Um, For good re- reason. Re- really, she just wants to get powerful enough to do it, but she's also a coward, um, which is why she didn't really visit Nico much when he was in prison. She was very scared of getting caught, like, constantly. So, right now, the, the main reason why she went along with them to the Shadowfell is because she didn't want to face her demons quite yet, and she didn't want to face them alone. So, end goal, she just wants to get rid of L.E.E. and uh, settle down. <laughs> settle down? <laughs> All of us are like straight ice in L.E.E. I want a Rambo. Yeah, I even, want the Rambo in there. Even Scarlet's over here like... Like, we're doing nucks. <laughs> we're yeah. going in. Just, just what they've done to Tori yeah. allows. She also, Nika wants them all dead. She also wants to repair her relationship with her parents. But um, she's also terrified of them as well. Well, not because they're scary, but just because she's been through some shit and she doesn't trust them. She doesn't trust anybody, really. So, yeah. Let me know. I think Scarlett's motivations are just pretty clear right now. She wants to save her dad. I mean, she didn't have any hard-set motivation before this. It was just her motivation was to explore the world because she didn't really get to go outside the castle. She just wanted to see the world, put on a backpack, grabbed her parasol, and stepped out the door, and her parents were like, bye, honey. It was like like Pokemon, like, bye, enjoy exploring. <laughs> Except it's more like you're playing, you think you're playing Pokemon, but you yeah. find out you're playing Doom. Yeah, like. exactly. So, you know, for a while her motivation was just adventure, but, you know, that's changed now to saving her dad and getting the hell out of the Shadowfell and helping her friends do all the things that they need to do because she's learned that all of her friends have Essentially, like, people that have wronged them, and that Scarlet's not cool with that. So, her motivations have shown up throughout the campaign. It's, yeah, versus just having them coming into it. Um, Nika, so, again, when I talk about Nika, and I haven't said this to the the audience, um, Nika has a lot of different things going on in his head and his soul at all times. I wanted to make a very chaotic character, and he is chaotic as hell. And he wants, like, power, you know, as any, like, mage, sorcerer type wants. But it's not for, like, I just want to be strong. Nika was fucked from the outset. Like, the outset of life... The way he's seen it, he was he. I wanted so kind of in the reverse of you, where you had no tragedy. I wanted to make a character where all bad things happened to him in the backstory, but it never got it never broke him. Like he's still hopeful and wants to be happy. So Nico wants power because he wants to be free. He wants to be able. He's a fae. He's a fae thing. Like he wants to be like the wind. You know, he wants to be able to do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. No one can mess with him. His people he cares about. And as Nika grew up, he saw that he was very much a small fish, in a big city, a big Feywild, a big multiverse. And as he's found this party, he's realized there's even more monsters out there than him. And he's starting to realize how, what he's going to have to do to get where he wants to be. But those are his motivations. To protect his friends and to be free. Um, 
Mo wants to end the world. <laughs> he wants something, all right. <laughs> Is that a motivation? He he would like to be whole again. And so by being... He wants to be whole again and then die just to finally be free. Like, I feel like everybody else has mm-hmm. the main theme of being free. But if he recalls all his pieces, that means the end of the world. So, because... Lots of lore we kind of touched on, but yeah, his pieces make up like the base of everything. So Ray recalling it, yeah. everything that's everything that's important to society. Yes, and 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 structuring civilizations, like everything that civilizations and societies are built around. Yeah, if all things that Mo gave the world are taken away, then it's like, all right, Mad Max, it is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So yeah. Armageddon. <laughs> Nico would do well there. Mad <laughs> Max world, yeah. No, don't put Scarlet there. <laughs> All right. This oh, this one's gonna be great. What was the funniest moment of the campaign so far? And we can take time to think about this too, because there have been a lot of really funny moments. I mean, I know. You oh, okay. Know. Okay. What do you got? Well, if we're not including what we did before recording we are including it well i want to specifically okay. for after okay. yeah, um, yeah. when zelgor burned down fiona's house <laughs> yeah and then we came back and convinced her that we weren't the ones who burned down her house was honestly one of the funniest ones <laughs> it was really good yeah otherwise uh, outside of that man i don't know it's been so long a lot has happened. Yeah. Mine's a toss-up. Mine's one before and one after. Okay. So, like, I have one that I find was the funniest moment before and one that was the funniest moment after. So, the funniest moment that has currently happened is, and I think it's just because I do the editing, but when I... <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, uh, don't yeah. you? I'm already here. <laughs> as soon as I was doing the editing... For the, like, a few episodes back, and we misheard the, what was her actual name? Yeah, Yeah. but what was her real name? Uh, The Nine-Eyed Spider. Nine-Eyed Spider. The Night Spider. It sounded like the Night-Night Spider. I have not, one, I laughed so hard in the moment, but in recording, I was inconsolably laughing, trying to get through editing that part because of just all of the banter that was going back and forth. Like, I know it's not even something that happened in campaign. It was just like one of those things that just happened and I have, it was, it was, it took me out. Dude, I'm just trying to think of, like, a dark temple that's like, this is where Strahd von Zarovich got his dark power, and housed within, there's a creature known as the Night-Night Spider. Like, fuck off, D&D creators, but please make that a thing. Uh, And I guess the funniest moment, I guess, would be, like, in the campaign, but it wasn't something that happened during recording, was when we met that first witch, and, (laughs) and we... Just decided to. Well, first, our was like, yeah, you know where I'm, everyone knows where I'm going with this. It was originally gonna be good cop, bad copping it, but it ended up us just being 
us killing this woman. This bad cop and God is what it was. And Scarlet bringing her back saying, you know, I can keep doing this. And our friends continuously killing her because she wouldn't tell us what, like, the information we wanted. So the party would just murk this woman. It was right and, when you got revivified. And Scarlet is, like, a good character, so she doesn't want to kill this witch. So she would bring her back, and the party would be like, we can do this again, lady. And, like... How many times we did teach this lesson, old man? You said the party, but Tori, who is previously an evil character, was questioning whether her friends were evil or not. Watching them kill this poor lady, then bring her back, and then kill her again, and then bring her back. She's like, wow, this is reminiscent of some shit that I've seen before. She had just started hanging out with them, and she was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Guys, I've never heard of this before. This is the first time, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, no. To be honest, to be honest, the reason it got to that point was because (sighs) when we jumped in, I did a quicken spell, I did a twin spell, and I I shot her eight times, and I crit on three of them. So she kind of instantly dropped. So it looked like we were abusing (laughs) a woman, when in reality she was a powerful, evil witch. And Scarlet felt so bad when we murked her instantly that she brought her back. And so when she came back, she's like... I'm still a witch. And we're like, listen, lady, you got to talk to us. And she's like, I'm not telling you shit. She was having bath time in her nasty ass still water bath. (laughs) She was having a mud bath. But we we ended up cleaning her plumbing out. And we we became her not enemies. We made so many friends in the Feywild. We've made, like, zero in in the Shadowfell. That's true. Casimir. Von Richten. Erwin. Erwin. Erwin's kids. Irina. Irina. Friends with like one of the main baddies. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, the, that's another story. Hey, don't, don't give up hope. Shrug to be our homie baddie. I don't. Wow. I have no hope in that. No, Never know. Probably watched anime. I was kidding. Oof, yeah, no. Straw has. I happened. feel like Straw just <laughs> needs to die. I agree. I mean, with the curse of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I. I'm not. Sh- I honestly. I wish. I like a part of me knows that this would never happen, but I wish we could have recorded Theo's re- like reactions, like facial reactions <laughs> yeah. at any time. It doesn't even matter any time, but just like Caleb doubling over and just putting his hand, like head <laughs> in his hands, and just looking so distraught. I have, I have to stop myself from cackling in the moments of like. Scarlet and Nika having like these deep tender moments and just like looking over and seeing Caleb's face. I just, just want to like... I almost die like every single time. That's just the highlight of every session. It's really funny. Yeah. He definitely looks like a dad who's been asked to chaperone a prom and yes. his daughter's there and he's like, fuck. Yeah. They're not three feet apart. Yeah. It is. It's like he's watching his daughter have like a romantic slow dance with like her first boyfriend and he's like, God, if I he's had like, my oh. fucking shotgun, if this I... wasn't a school... I honestly, I don't know how he does well, it so not. well. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't know how he does it so well, but I, I love it. It's a highlight. Yeah, I he he really is so reactive. Just not even not even audibly, but just his face. He just goes so. St- the best way I can explain is he just goes from like a relaxed like. Caleb face to just he sit he like statuesque like sits there and puts his head just like a forty degree angle and just. Stoic. Yeah. Dead silent. Yeah. And then he'll just go... <sighs> with just the longest <laughs> exhale. Yeah. 
At first, I thought it would be the moment you told me I needed to kill the party. Because in that moment that you told me I was mind-controlled, like, I don't know. I've lived for that moment. But actually, I think the funniest moment is when I need. I wanted to get... I made the decision as Nika, I need to get a puppy. <laughs> like, oh, how did I forget about that? And me and Theo... Like, I think, I think Nika and Theo together alone is just the funniest thing in the world. It's like, always funny. That was like, really funny. When, 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 when Theo, when Caleb made the decision, no... Like, I'm, Nika's looking at me going, I made the wrong choice. Yeah. I need to go back and just talk to Scarlett. And he's like, but we need the backup plan. And I'm just like, how do I argue with that? This is my older male best friend, the grandfather of my girlfriend. And he's like, no, you need the backup plan. I've been in two marriages. Like, like and I'm just like, I'm thinking from Nika's perspective, he's like, all right, man. I mean, I saw you get out of the doghouse with Zeligor. <laughs> Just the fact that that went on as long as it did. Oh, man. The fact that it played out the way that it was so funny. God damn it. Yeah, I'm I'm a werewolf puppy. (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. Uh, What moment from the campaign do you wish had been recorded? I already know this one straight off the top of my head. Because I think it's the moment that Scarlet had the switch. The episode before we started recording, it, that, this, is, this bothers me to this day. The episode before we started recording mm-hmm. was the last time Scarlett fed like she normally pranks, does, yeah. like off of pranks. So all the way up until the episode one of our current campaign, mm-hmm. Scarlett had a whole different character arc, essentially. Like the, the character that the viewers know isn't who she was one episode prior, essentially. And so that moment of her having that, like, audible vision that was just like, hey, you need to feed on blood now. Go find a victim. And Scarlet just, like, being like, cool, I guess I got to do this. And, and like, sneaking in and, and <laughs> trying to feed off of Nika. Like, that, that whole scene where Scarlet had that initial switch... And, like, of course, like, you know, the lead up to the kiss, it would have been nice to have that recorded. But mm-hmm. just that uh, that scarlet switch of, hey, I'm this happy-go-lucky, sweet little character who feeds off pranks to something's going on with me, something's different. You know, there was never that moment that viewers got to see that switch. They've only ever seen Scarlet having this weird thing go on with her and it was like literally one to two episodes before (laughs) we started recording that that happened after months of us playing this campaign they were like they're like oh cool there's a cute pastel goth vampire and then they click on it and they're like she's just a goth vampire (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) what happened to the pastel um well i think it was a few episodes before we started recording um when tori snuck into all of their rooms and oh my like God. went through all of their stuff yes and stole uh scarlet's button from that she had from nika and then kind of forced her to have a conversation about it later um you bribe you you um what's the word? extorted you extorted me oh 100 <laughs> and um then they had like a really good heart to heart and then Tori threatens Scarlet because of uh, because Nika's like her little brother, and so, um, but 
that, that was might another be the funniest part. point, actually. <laughs> that I, I forgot about that for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, spouting, like, I'll string up your organs. Like, yeah. if you heard Mika to, to a little, little <laughs> Scarlet. Sobbing. sobbing. Yeah, it was honestly very funny. But also just, like, I feel like they had their moment then that was, like, kind of changed their relationship a little mm-hmm. bit, but... That's another part I wish had been recorded, because, like... It wasn't that soon before. No, that that whole button fiasco was so funny, because, like, that was the first time that... We were still in the the, the blue water in Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was right before, because you went through, and, the, and, like, you know, now Scarlet has this internal, like, fear of, like, I... Because her god literally says, even if you stole it, which doesn't matter if you stole it or not, if she mm-hmm. found out... Scarlet would still blame herself because her god says if you don't keep something, like, protected, protected, then it's free to be stolen and it's your fault that you lost it. So Scarlet, regardless of whether you stole it, is gonna feel guilty because, (laughs) like, she lost something that means that. It's like her trinket. If If she had a trinket, and it was, like, her most emotional item, and she just let it get stolen, which is the equivalent of losing it or misplacing it in her religious yeah. pantheon honestly i forgot that that episode was not recorded yeah i like that session i wish we had recorded because <laughs> that was a really good session i think that was the first time mo really interacted with the characters mm-hmm. it was i like you called me pretty yeah because you are pretty because yeah. fl- he was with he was yeah he was with he followed you guys and, and then he, he went with us for the drug deal yes and then he went with you and you get a, got drugs from strawed and he wasn't strawed at the time <laughs> it was a random person named yes. Silly. Yeah, but let's not draw. I didn't buy drugs from Strahd. <laughs> bought drugs from Silly. You brought drugs from Strahd disguised as apostrophe yeah. Strahd. Yeah. Apostrophe um, asterisk. Yeah, I that I think if anything, I wish we had recorded just Me one too. episode prior because that was a really fun session. Yeah, what if we, truly that's how I feel. Like, had we just started recording one episode earlier, I. think Think, that would have been so good. I think, in general, the flow would have also gone better. Like, people would have understood a little bit more of what was happening. Because, yeah. like, also, you know, I kind of hit on it, but the episode right before was, mm-hmm. like, the kiss. And that was, like, this whole huge reveal that had been leading up for months on end. And, like, there was, like, all kinds of things that mm-hmm. now we start episode one with, like, so anyway, this happened. I mean, it really is. It's underwhelming, for sure. It is one of those things that I think we were all, like, we should start a podcast. Yeah. That was pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. And we, things had gone so well that we were like... I mean, we, that episode was the reason we did it. Yeah. 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 Um, nah, man. I wish the very beginning, like right from the very start, I wish it recorded because I wish people could have seen Nika before the gun came out. Like when I showed up and I didn't have the gun. I had it hidden. Nika was not about that life anymore. He was trying to reform. He was trying to be better. He was trying to find new people, and he met Scarlet, and Scarlet was a little bundle of sunshine. I was like, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is the friend I need to keep me straight and narrow. And then some rabbits in the Feywild decided to fade up on me, and this is exactly the moment that I wish was recorded, because I decided I was going to shoot first, because I was in a gang at one point. And you saw eight bunnies, and you were like, nah, bro. I'm from the Feywild. 
Like people, people didn't get that back in this episode. Out of game. Like I got a lot of heat for this decision. You, <laughs> but you blasted four bunnies. You blew up bunnies in front of Scarlet. And they're not just—they're not just rabbits. They're rabbit people with weapons. So you're saying that they us. have thoughts and emotions that are yes. much more complex. Yeah, and they made bunny. the decision to walk up on me strapped. And Scarlet cried for it. Scarlet cried, and she's still dating Nika. <laughs> I'm kidding, but um, no, nah, I just thought that. I just thought that was. I just thought that was um. I mean, because I thought that was the first taste of, like, Nika has flaws. Like, he's not perfect. He's a fae. He doesn't think like normal people do. Like, a bunny walking up on him or a fucking plant walking up on him that has the wrong attitude is likely to kill you. So Nika shot first because he's not a tank. He's not some knight in shining armor. Like, he lives by shooting first. And those rabbits... Wanted to punk us. <laughs> I lived to that to this day. Those rabbits were not cool. Agon and Long Scarf wanted to fuck our shit up. <laughs> but he wouldn't have killed you. No. And I didn't kill him. Have. We didn't kill him? No. He walked away fine. Friends. He walked away fine. Killed he was friends. missing a third of his body. That was Theo's decision. <laughs> I didn't do that. But he didn't walk away fine. Listen, that was also the moment that was yeah, also the moment that I that Theo and Nika both looked at each other and were like, You bout that life. <laughs> oh man that's a honestly it's a, it, that's one of those characters that you let live and it's one of those things for me where like I really want to bring him back at some point I hope you do just because like I don't know what I would do with him but A his abilities are fucking sweet he's got some of my favorite abilities that I've seen out of any fucking like NPC creature like 90 foot movement speed base <laughs> uh, can dash as a bonus action I think and then also has the, the, the fucking branding iron that if he hits you with it, he's just invisible to you. He's like, bye! And then just... I've never seen this character in my life, but I hate him. <laughs> he is so cool. I love him. I he, he can run away and turn invisible. I love him. It was one of the closest fights we ever had. <laughs> he's a tough character, man. He's so cute. Oh. I see another character that turns invisible... <laughs> I'm going to you scream. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, at this point, we've had so many characters we fought mm -hmm. that have invisibility or greater invisibility or some shit like that. That at this point, I, I, I never want to see the invisibility <laughs> spell go off again. But, it's, but it's okay. It's okay because you have the counter to spell magic. Oh wow! Yeah, I can totally it's, just you, do you, that. You can just you do that. Done it before. Yeah. I've done it once. Every other time it's so failed. You've done it before. I've done it before once. So you can do it again. Sure, if it's a third level or below. <laughs> and no one counterspells me. Because of all of those invisibility spells now, Tori just has like all of these spells on lock that are just like about finding people who are invisible. <laughs> yeah. Good. Keep people from running away, goddammit. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Is that that was everyone for that question, yeah? Mm-hmm. Ooh. What's your character's deepest fear? Wow, we're going to dive into that one. Huh? <laughs> we're going straight in the deep end. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think Moe's living his worst fear. <laughs> Every day is a nightmare. <laughs> Existence is pain. <laughs> Existence is pain. Yeah. I, he had a great plan and it went it went to shit. And he was like, well, uh, farewell, folks. I mean, hard <laughs> reset. Yeah, hard reset. I, I think, yeah, just like he gave his gift to the world and then they kind of turned it. He was turned it to, like, evil. Not evil. They just, they abused acted... It. Yeah, they abused it, and he kind of was like, well, shit. That's not what I was thinking. Now I don't have free will, 
I'm stuck as a fragment of myself and like... I was living this really cool life and I just wanted to share it with everyone and it, everyone fucking is yeah, every <laughs> Yeah, and I made everybody bad now. <laughs> it's because of me. So I think he's just living, living it. Um, being controlled by someone else. That's why she hasn't really interacted with her little mind dude. Oh, Because she okay. doesn't like people in her head knowing what's going on. That's why she doesn't like Mo, because she feels like Mo knows too much. <laughs> Mo does know too much. She doesn't like Strahd because she's she's seen him control her friends. So basically, that's her worst fear, because she's watching it happen with Ellie too, just watching her friends who might have used to be her friends turn into different people. So kind of questionable there, but yeah, that's her worst fear. Scarlet's worst fear got hit on in a really recent episode, mm -hmm. so I think mine will be real nice and easy. Scarlet has always had, especially since she was raised by a vampire father who's from the Shadowfell, and that, you know, she fled the Shadowfell with her family for, you know, reasons I guess we're finding out now. Mm -hmm. But she's always been this character who has a fear of how people see her, so she doesn't want to ever be seen as a monster because she knows, like, people see vampires as monsters, essentially, and her being part vampire, she's always so scared that people won't see her for her, like, for the Scarlet that she has lived to be, and will only see her for the Scarlet that has sharp teeth. And, like, that's her biggest fear, is not being seen for all the things that she's done, and instead just being seen for what she is. Mm. I think Nika's greatest fear has changed during the campaign. Because before, it would have been... Nika likes being a monster. He likes being a freak. You know, like, he's never once... The things Nika doesn't like, it used to be being taken over. You know, because he's a hex blood. Out of game, if you don't know, what that means is a hag witch infuses a piece of her soul in you, and you're basically a backup body. So she could have just, like, taken over whenever she wanted, or if she was dying, or whatever. I think it's just her second Mario life, basically. So that's how he saw it for a long time. But when he lost control and he fought the party, and that moment where he gave up in the end after hearing some voice say, don't like, give it your all, champ, or whatever it said. I can't remember it exactly. Said, I think it said something to the effect of, you it's can, like you can do it. it. You've, done, you've done it a thousand times. Yeah. I've seen you do it, or something when, like that. When Nika heard those words, because he's never really, like, his werewolf dads were real supportive, but they were tough. You know, mm -hmm. like, they're fucking lichens, all right? Like, he wasn't... They they protected him, but they didn't baby him, and they didn't do, like, they expected him to perform to a certain degree, to survive. But when he heard that positive reinforcement from what sounded like a parental figure in his mind, it collapsed. Like, he collapsed. Like, he, he, he doesn't think in that perspective. It's him versus everything else until he met this party, basically. And besides Tori and a little bit in his backstory and a few other key characters... But nobody's ever said words like that to him. And that made him think. And he gave up. And I think Nika's greatest fear after that is giving up again. Because, like, even if he was out of control, even if someone else was controlling him, I think if Nika feels like that again, that would crush him more than anything else. 
pretty simple and straight to the point. <laughs> Has your character's arc gone the way you thought it would? I was starting this one off. I, I think Scarlet should start this one off. Because I feel like the only person who's really gotten an arc in this the recorded campaign mm -hmm. has been Scarlet. Yeah, I think the first campaign yeah. had a huge arc. It sucks that Theodore's yeah. character, you know, that he's not here because, you know, his whole arc really was like campaign one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and I thought that was really cool. And yeah, I know, like, we're in the Shadowfell is kind of like Scarlet's arc in this mm -hmm. campaign. And, you know, we're going to uh, Capital next, which is very much Nika and Scar, uh, Nika and Tori's pretty, like yeah, pretty much everyone and, else's. Yeah, every pretty much everyone else's mm -hmm. like character arcs. So you know, season two is going to be where everyone else really gets, I think, insane character arcs. Mm -hmm. But no, obviously, I don't think this is where I didn't think this is where Scarlet would go because I didn't necessarily think we'd go. Out, I mean, out of out of campaign wise, like I didn't know we were gonna do the Shadowfell after the the yeah, Feywild. Yeah, that was something we came up with later. Yeah, it was like halfway through the campaign, we were like, oh, we should do Shadow, you know, Curse of Strahd after yeah. this. But you know, at the time, I made this character for a Feywild campaign, so she was always designed to be happy-go-lucky, sweet little puffball. So you know, yeah, she's got a goth aesthetic too. Like she ha she has macabre traits about her. But she's still a very positive character. But this being in the Shadowfell has taken like her positive attitude and really chipped it away piece by piece and made her she's still positive, but you know, it's very hard for her to be positive. So yeah, this arc is not the way I thought it would go with her. I didn't think I'd be rescuing my dad and, you know, busting him out of the shadow fell or anything, so absolutely not what I expect. Nor did I think I'd meet my grandfather because, you know, we didn't write that <laughs> to be the been case. been one of my biggest favorite <laughs> things, I think, so far, is just because, I don't remember what it was, but I think it was you going like, oh yeah, I'm Nightshade, and he was just like, hmm. <laughs> just got my memories back, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, not the way I expected it to go, but I'm really happy with how it's gone. Yeah, I, I feel like gen in general, Scarlet's the only one who's really gotten true character arc. We all have, like, things kind of, like, hinted, like, I feel like Nika is kind of learning how to be more, I don't, it sounds like he's I think Nika got a pretty decent arc in season one, or season zero, I guess I should say. I think I was very connected yeah. to the Feywild, but yeah. I don't think we touched on anything no, about Nika. you yeah. didn't get to talk too much about, I don't think you were willing to open up Nika's, to the characters Nika's yet. a character that is yeah. involved in everyone's story, but no one's really figured much out about Scarlet's it. Scarlet's yeah. been trying. Yeah. She's sure been trying. Are she going to find you out guys, about them teeth? You guys are a new life to him. Like, yeah. you know, Tori showing up was actually a big deal for him because that was like, it was like the past showing up, but it was the best part of the past, you know? Mm -hmm. So he was sort of like, well, this is like the best case scenario. Like the one person that I always loved is back. Not that he'd tell Tori that. Not that, he... <laughs> Not that Tori would tell you that. <laughs> Very much people God, just it. fucking kiss already. God, <laughs> that's my sister. That's my... <laughs> um, yeah, with Tori, I feel like it's trusting the party. Like, that's what, like, she's kind of, like, inching towards that, she, but she's... Yeah, I feel like her stealing this stuff and, like, learning a little bit more about them helped her trust it a little bit more, but she's still, like, very much battling with that, especially in the Shadowfell, where you can't really trust anybody, and she already has trust issues, so... 
She's definitely leaning because the last two times she's leveled up in her rogue, which is not her like intrinsic class, you know, she's mainly, she's always been a druid, she's never always been a rogue, and so with the Shadowfell she's definitely leaned a little bit more into her roguishness because she's kind of leaning into that, oh I gotta steal things, I gotta not trust people, you know, and that's why she stole a lot, you know, <laughs> so. There's been a little bit of ch character change there. Maybe not, like, for the better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Shadowfell. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. a Shadowfell. Yeah. Scarlet, Scarlet's god, like, suggests stealing. So Scarlet's over here like, yes, keep doing you. <laughs> She's like, yes, do it again. Yeah. Moe's, like, character arc has been kicked off with uh, ending the world. Mm -hmm. I me player mm -hmm. is probably gonna like leave the campaign in a few months because i'm moving away no i know no. i know you stay i can't <laughs> but um i kind of wanted to kind of leave something with like a big bang and i feel like we're gonna see that more when we go into the material plane again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no no I didn't have any plans, though. Like, I, I was like, yeah, this would be dope. It was like, kind of go with, I mean, minus, like, what you told me when you made the character, it was kind of go with the flow. But, I mean, yeah, it I, was... <laughs> I wanted him to be like that. that like, I, I wanted to make a level one dude who was just like, I got the craziest fucking dream. And, like, the story that comes along the way, that is the plan, you know? Like, I didn't want anything that was, like, other than I was like, he has 17 liking dads. <laughs> That is hardcore. So that went to plan. That went to plan. And I was in a gang. And a witch did something with myself. Yeah. You know? Oh, I know what spawned the, uh, the whole, like, going into the Mantis backstory and the Kytarian oh, and all I that. Oh, I used to want to be a were-mantis. Yeah, that's what I originally started I wanted to started be that. a were-mantis. After one of the sessions. And, I was like, and then I was like, I, I just kind of dropped it. Like, I never brought it up again. And then Marcus one day was like, Oh no, there is some kind of weird where like mantis thing going on. I was like, what the fuck? And then it turned out a mantis alien was like connected to me and I was like, so I didn't plan that at all. No, it was it was one of those things where like it was after a session, I was kinda tired, and I just remember you were like super hyped. You were like, What if I was like a were mantis because my dads were were people? And if I was I was like Honestly That's cool, but it's like 12. <laughs> Honestly, I gotta think about that. And then somewhere along the night, I was just like, what if there was an ancient race of mantis people that were called Kyteran and they were super enlightened on technology and magic and da 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 I like oh that. My God, I like Kytarian? that one. Honestly. Were they Kyteran Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They're giant mantis people. Giant mantis people. Yeah. Honestly, the whole reason I even said that to you is because I just watched an episode of Baki and they talked about mantises in it. And I was wow. like, that's gonna be his favorite animal. Yeah. And, and I was sitting there thinking and I was like, okay, well... What would be a really cool ancient race? And then I was like, okay, well, yeah, the giant mantis, sure. And then I was like, they're really good with magic and technology. And then I was thinking about all the other things that I had cooking already with that time period. And I was like, okay, they're like biotechnical organisms. They're like, they fuse magical technologies into their body and like graft it to themselves in order to contain the magics that they possess. And it's not just, like, the magic that you're connected to, but, like, they they tap into a lot of shit because they are the most magical species there is. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about the anti. <laughs> All right. Back to it. If your character were any other class, what would they be? Ranger. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. I thought about it. Expand. <laughs> well, yeah. she, she is sneaky. 
she doesn't like getting in the fray. She's not religious, so all the religious classes are gone. She's not, like, extremely inherently magical, so probably a ranger. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mo should have been a paladin. <laughs> Could have seen that. <laughs> but I Oath wanna... of regret. <laughs> Oath of regret. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oath of Armageddon. Yeah. Oath of... <laughs> anyway, um, but I wanted to... I, I think... I say I want to be a sword. The first thing I want to do is play a barbarian. Like, I really wanted to play a barbarian, so I don't regret not doing a paladin class, but in reality, a god who becomes a sword and is fighting probably should have been a paladin. Oh, everyone's looking at me. Hey, I don't know. I didn't really have a class. I, the only reason I picked cleric is because I've never played it, and I was trying to play a class I've never played in this session. And I've been playing D&D for... When did 5th edition come out? 2016. I've been playing D&D <clears throat> since 2016. <laughs> yep. So it, it's been a while, and I've played pretty much every class. There's a few classes to this day I still haven't played, just because, you know, I have campaigns that have been going on for so long. Mm. So Cleric was one of them. Um, so was Paladin, but Paladin was reserved for another campaign I was playing. So if that campaign didn't exist and I didn't get the chance to make that character elsewhere, I feel like Scarlet would have been a paladin, because then she still would have gotten like her divine magics, and she'd still be kind of healery. Mm-hmm. However, I think she she would have had to be a different character to be a paladin. She would have been she, way more raised by her mother. She would have had to be more combat-oriented to I be a paladin. I don't know, she would have been a redemption paladin. Even still, I feel like paladins require the the... They have a discipline about They them. have the willingness to engage in combat, like, when it calls for it, that a cleric, at least my cleric, doesn't necessarily have. My cleric, up until very recently, was essentially a pacifist. When I made her, she didn't have any, like, when I originally had all of her spells picked, because I know you can pick them, change them every day, mm-hmm. but for a long time, all of her spells were completely heal and buff. There was no damage spells at all. And that's how I had that character set up. So she's always meant to be like a pacifist style character. It's only recently with all the things that have been going on with her that this like darker side of her has come out. So I definitely think Paladin would be the only other class I can think of that the only the only other thing I can think of, right, would be an arcane trickster, only because I think that's the closest thing to a trickster cleric without being a trickster cleric would be yeah. an arcane trickster. Mm-hmm. And with her god being such like a... Th- like He's worshipped by rogues and thieves. Arcane trickster would be a perfect replacement for uh, her, her trickery cleric. But it's pretty much a toss-up between paladin and trickery cleric, whether I wanted her to be the same character in a different body or like a whole new vibe, like mm-hmm. what paladin would be. Um, I wanted a gun, so I was thinking fighter gunslinger, and then Caleb was like, I'm going to be a fighter, and I was like, well, yeah, okay, fair. And so we came across that, but I had, um, if, if Nika were any other character, any other uh, class, I think Nika would be a pretty fucking sick druid, to be honest with you. I think he would be a super 
super crazy. Like, if he were just raised for that nature life, he'd be the craziest eco-terrorist you ever heard. <laughs> like, he, he'd be like, Respect, I don't buddy. care. I don't care who <laughs> dies in the process. Like, as long as nature wins. And, like, I do want to play a character like, like truly like Poison Ivy from Batman status. Like, I care about more p- with plants than I do any other thing. See, I didn't have an answer really for like, did you have someone for before this? But I sure as hell have a character that if Scarlet ever dies, is coming in. God damn, is she an eco terrorist character? Oh boy. So we all just die and come back as eco terrorists. <laughs> so like that. Well, would be you guys hard will respect. fit in with the other eco terrorists that may or may not be already in that. Game. You know. If if Scarlet dies and for some reason Nika's like we won't bring her back, oh my god! Like for some reason, ego terrorist showing up in that level of anger, he would immediately join that hype train. <laughs> That's so funny. I just come back as another druid, <laughs> a more extreme, just druid. a druid, no multi. No <laughs> it's Tori, but if she came into her, her, her hippie ways. <laughs> All right. Tori's sibling. Long lost twin. Yeah. Oh, another furball. Yes. <laughs> What's your character's happiest memory? Um, Mo is a star child. He his happiest memory was just playing in the universe. That's easy. It was just like just, just like skipping amongst stars. Yeah, just like singing and like traveling like yeah. through the universe. That's what he liked. And when he met other people, he was like, I really would be really cool if they could do that too. <laughs> Yep. And yeah. That's it. Um <laughs> playing or training to be a druid with her mother in the nature reserve. I love that nature reserve. Yeah. <laughs> and just learning <laughs> about the different animals and like tra- tra- teaching being taught how to like change into them and all of that. Oh, you want me to go next? Um uh I I, she had a very interesting childhood, so I don't know if she had, like, a happiest memory, because most of her childhood was spent within the castle walls. Like, I made a character with a quote-unquote good home life, but she was still sheltered beyond, like, belief. Like, an unhealthy amount of sheltering. So, her happiest memories were usually probably with, like, her parents just spending time with them, or with the animals in in the yard that she would like, animal handling, like, because she can't speak with them, but she likes animals, so, but, you know, that, I would have said that, but I think the happiest memories now are ones, like, with the party, like, now that she's been with the party, her happiest memories are happening, if that makes sense, like, they're not really memory, like, yeah, she, she's looking back as, like, yeah, I had a childhood that was good and whatnot, but my happiest memories are being made right now with these people. Mm-hmm. And I know that's cliche, but, like, that's just how Scarlet feels. Like, yeah. she feels like these people are her happiest memories. I'm telling you, villain origin story, we all die. No, don't you fucking stare. It has to, like... I will revivify you. And she goes on like a tirade. You know, I can predict it. No, (laughs) please don't put that anger on me. That meme with the kid that peace signs Uh and Nika's just gone. (laughs) No, please don't. No (laughs) revivify. Marcus won't kill Nika. He'll be like, I teleport him to a different place. He's gone. Yeah, you reincarnate. But you're not here. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be y'all have already up. fucked up Scarlet so much this campaign. Y'all, 
I mean, that's Tori's goal is to just really desensitize Scarlet <laughs> yeah. to like, any bad things so that she can grow stronger. <laughs> What's your happiest memory? Um, hmm. So, with happiest, like, I think I go to like a real, like, pure place with that, like a childish place with that. Um, if I were to say, as an adult, it would have been when he realized Scarlet wasn't playing with him, and he realized they were both, like, actually wanted this, because he was in a very, like, I will never feel like something like this again. So that was a very happy thing. But when I think about it from, like, just straight up, like, shit, that was just awesome. Like, God, I'm jonesing from that moment. Was when he was a kid, Nika was, like, a very, like, Peter Pan-esque character. Like, Nika was in the Feywild. He was fucking with Archfey. Like, he wasn't, like, playing with them in a fight sense, but, like, he was just having fun in the Feywild, you know? Getting to know all these different Fey and surviving through crazy adventures. And one of them, he, uh... He just got the chance to outwit an archfey. He ran into someone that was being attacked, and they fell down, and they were injured in a place. And this super powerful archfey-esque character walked by him. Nika didn't know what it was, and they said, Did you see this person in a green hood? And Nika lied. He said they went that way, rather than saying that's where they're laying down. And... When he got away with that, that feeling, it was just the first time Nika was like, I can do my own shit. Be a little fucker. <laughs> and God, yeah. he loved it. <laughs> and then that led to him having years in the Feywild till he turned 14, where you just had a ton of different misadventures. We're getting down to the last five here. How do you prepare for a session? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> No, you want to know how we prepare for a session? You say, I'm done with class, get in the car, get in the book, like, all ass. Part of the reason why you don't see Tori or Mo for, until later in the session is because I have a, I'm a college student, so, like, I have class right before D&D, so sometimes we're late, and so, yeah, I've got class right before I'm just like, get in the car, Sophie! <laughs> get in, bitch, we're going monster slaying. And I do my best to, like, because, like, I know recently, and, like, you know, you know, holidays and stuff have worked out great, but the few times in the last few episodes where you guys have shown up late, like, we've done, like, so much of, like, alright, we only do, like, 30 minutes of content, and then we all take a hard pause, and we don't do... Anything past this hard line point that's, like, hard, you know, like, story story beats, we'll all, like, take a big break and just, like, wait for you to, you both to get here so we can continue on with the story beat. Because there's things where things will come up and we're like, no, we're not doing this without the whole party here. Like, without, you know, Tori and, and Mo, we're not, we're not going to continue on. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah, that's how we get. I I desperately try to recall what happened the session before, um, and then just go with the flow. You know, I'll think of maybe one thing I'll do. I I think maybe you guys do this too, but I'll put on if I really know what Mo has a big point that day, I'll put him on his playlist right before. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. 
I can listen to his entire... His playlist is super short. It's like yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, your playlist is pretty short. I... Because it's I, wacky. It's, it's... You can't listen to more than 30 minutes of that playlist. It's very un... It's wacky. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... If I need to get into that wacky state of mind, I'll just throw on his playlist, get it done in 30 minutes, and we'll go to the session. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like, I work on Tuesdays, so I get off, like, three hours before the session, and since it's held, recorded, and whatnot here, I have to set up for recording audio, like, soundproof the room, and cook dinner, do all this other stuff, but, you know, during all of this, I'll either A listen to, like, the last 30 minutes of the previous episode so I know, like, where we left off. Or I'll do exactly what you do, and I'll put on Scarlet's playlist, which, to be fair, is not as short as yours. No, your playlist is long. Not as long as his. His is six and a half hours long. I thought you reduced it. His is six and a half hours. Mine is three and a half. Jesus Christ. Mine's like two. I'm still still adding songs. Yeah, so I'll put on her playlist, and I'll just go through, and I'll pick, like, because she has a a variety of music on her plate. Like, it's all goth music, but it's all a variety of, like, moods. So you've got, like, happy-go-lucky kind of, like, as upbeat as goth music can get. And then you've got the real, like, depressing, like... Type O negative. Yeah, (laughs) in her feels type of music. So I'll go through and I'll find whatever mood music Scarlet's feeling that day, like, based on whatever happened in the last 30 minutes of the last episode. And I'll just... Listen to that music and get in my in my head in my scarlet head and of course sometimes you know Hunter and Marcus will come over a little early and and we'll chit chat about the previous episode and since I have a voice I I practice my voice a little bit because it's Scarlet and and she has a goofy voice that I love to death but that's about it. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, she does just, have a goofy voice, but it's one of those, like... Just, like, it's in the like, mirror. My name is Bonnet. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. the same kind of vibe. I'm like, I'm like, my name's Scarlet. <laughs> I'm, like, looking in the mirror. You're Scarlet. You are Scarlet. I'm Scarlet. <laughs> just, like, we need, we need you to say, I'm Scarlet, but we need it three different, three ways, different ways. And go. I'm Scarlet. <laughs> I'm Scarlet. Hi, I'm Scarlet. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I know, like, I just sit there and, like, it's not even like I sit there and practice it. That's an exaggeration. I'm just fucking off for that. But, you know, like, I'll talk to one of them about something, and if it's something Scarlet-related, like, I'll I'll drop into my Scarlet voice when I'm, like, talking about whatever. But other than that, there's, other than listening to the playlist, there's hardly anything I do. What about you? I spend eight hours <laughs> preparing. What? I spend yeah. Y'all wouldn't. Y'all would be quiet when I said. <laughs> I heard eight yeah, hours. Yeah. And I, I sat it. here silently for y'all's turn. <laughs> Let's get together. It's okay. I know I'm speaking. It's a lot. So I spent eight hours meditating. I eat a hardcore vegan diet the whole week. Vasting, doing everything I can. No, I don't do any of that. Well, guys, Mon Squad is the last episode. No. Andrew Tate's uh, here, and I can't do this anymore. I don't think Andrew Tate would have said anything I just said. (laughs) No, it would have probably been way worse, way more offensive. I don't think I said anything wrong. But, um... I, uh, no, I, I put my playlist on. I put my playlist on the whole fucking day. I listen to the for whole day. For six hours. Yeah, for, the, for yeah. the whole day. Yeah, for the whole day I do. Because I put it I on the whole week. I, I, I only listen to Nika's playlist. That, that's my playlist. That's why it's so long. And it's... Go ahead. Well, do you have... A, do you not have a playlist for your other characters? Yeah, but I only listen to Nika's. Oh, shit. 
You must really like that playlist. Yeah, it's six hours long. <laughs> yeah, and it's still growing. Like Nika, well, he's my most chaotic character. He has yeah. the most depth to any character I have. He's a lot of shit no one in even besides Marcus knows in this room. Like each song is there's like sad ones. Like if we're listening to like role play heavy episodes, I'll try to listen to the happy or emotional ones so that I can know exactly where to go that route. If I'm going into combat, I listen to his gangbanger songs, man. Like, I got those on the playlist for a reason, because he's, like, he's a hardcore, like, when it comes to fights. But, um, right before any session, I do always ask myself, what's Nika want to do? Like, because I kind of view it as, like, I view Nika as, like, someone I want him to be happy so I just sort of go, like, what would make Nika as happy as possible this episode? What would make him not happy? And I try to make things go that way. And then when they don't, I role-play it out as as I would react if I were hit with unexpected happiness. I like that we all listen to our playlists beforehand. I do, too. Hard the, plug the, for the playlist. In the car <laughs> on the way here, I'll put on mine. Yeah. By the way, hard plug. I was actually the Twitter. We just posted it. It's gonna end up being our our um, pinned post at some point whenever it gets too far down in the in the list. But you can listen to everyone's playlist. Like every single one of us made a playlist. Theodore and Zeligor, mm-hmm. they both have a playlist. I and have they... a playlist that I haven't done anything with. Yeah, it's, I mean it's got yeah. some songs in it. Like, but we, I haven't had anything. To I, we all have a vibe that very distinctly fits the character. In that music. Yeah, I would never listen to the songs on Mo's playlist. But, yeah. like... Oh, I would. I fucking love goth music. Oh, it's Mo's? No, no, mine. I'm saying, Oh, like, I was like... like I'm like, no, that's no. surprising. No, no, I'm just saying, <laughs> I like, like... I like Mo's playlist. Yeah. I love Mo's playlist. Mo's playlist is cool. I love Mo's playlist, but, like... It's I, not, like, to sit down. It's not something to sit down and Do your homework to. and listen yeah. to it. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just nice. It's nice that we all thought like hey music is the best way for us to connect with these characters i mean it truly is like uh you have like a scene right if you put music over it like changes the vibes completely so i feel like it's the same thing but with characters yeah i'll be honest the one thing i wish i could have given nika that i i like if i had like pre-episode storyboard shit i wanted him to have headphones so bad (laughs) i wanted headphones so bad dude like i i i couldn't find a way that Without being an artificer to have them, mm-hmm. but I I wanted him to just be like constantly listening to music. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I love his hat too much. Yeah, I love I love Nika's hat. It was gonna be. I wanted him to have some kind of headgear. Yeah. What has been the biggest surprise of the campaign so far? This is someone like each individual like. All right. Listen, I'm just gonna rip the bandaid off. It wasn't planned. I wasn't expecting Theodore to be my grandfather. Um, I wasn't expecting all the family relations that exist in this game. Like, I truly... When when we all made these characters, Session Zero, at no point did I think Theodore was going to end up being revealed to be my grandfather. But at the same time, the reveal that just happened last episode with, like, why Scarlet wasn't... Like, Scarlet's never been able to feed off of psychic energy. Like, that was... It's a toss-up for me. That and this is this, I've been grappling with this question all day since I saw one of one of you post it. Is I don't know between the two of those, 
which one was the bigger shock, whether it was Theodore being my grandfather, especially since we did not plan it, but Scarlett's real name is Theodora. That's her birth name, and Scarlett is the name that she, like, it's like her nickname that she chose for herself. Mm -hmm. It's it's her middle name, and so that's the name she goes by. But Theodore is her grandfather's name, and it was completely 100% not planned by either player, the DM, no one. 100% sheer coincidence that I named my character the same thing as him, Session Zero. I love that. That's really yeah. funny. It is fate. That was going to be one of my answers, was that when Tori, which she learned uh, Scarlet's true name in the Feywilds when she looked at the book uh, that what's her name has oh, in her the black book sign. is Zibona's yeah. book because Tori's a little she like literally took her book and like was reading it and didn't tell Scarlet that she knew her name until they had that talk a few sessions before um, uh, we started recording where she was like okay Theodora yeah and, and Scarlet was like <gasps> shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> but honestly that was one but the other other thing learning that um you guys bought weed from straw and that was i oh my god i'll never forget the I, reaction to that dude when you were like oh we bought weed from him and straw is just like you bought the weed from straw <laughs> like yeah it's good shit she, yeah she's good weed. She i'm just i mean he's a shithead but do, do you know what my favorite part about that is Thinking about every other DM that's ever run Curse of Straw, they usually take it to this serious effect yeah. of like Straw's a no-nonsense, and it's just like, I'm just selling weed, man. Yeah, like, sure, <laughs> if that's what gets me information and I get in good with little townsfolk, sure. You're selling drugs, man. Selling like, drugs, yeah. yeah. Dude, that took me that. by surprise. I can't... That was one of the funniest moments that where was I so couldn't funny. breathe because I was like, did you guys really just buy me? <laughs> I knew something and... was wrong with him. Yeah. I knew something was wrong with him. Yeah. But I did Dude. not expect that it was straw. Dude, till until I'm dead serious, right? And I have this is embarrassing because I have played Curse of Strahd two times, but not to completion. The first time when it released. Like straight up the book had the expansion, the book had just released. And I was playing it at a game store in town. I remember. And I met you there. <laughs> we don't remember by, that, by but Agnes. we do now. We do now. And we didn't know it, but we met each other in passing years before we met each other. I had actually. just gotten out of high school. Yeah. And so we didn't know it, but yeah, we had a, an in passing moment playing Curse of Strahd at a game store. <laughs> it was the only session I attended. It was like, sucks. Yeah. It, it, and so... You know, I've played it, and I didn't play it very far, and then one of my friends, Ben, runs, ran Curse of Strahd. Hi, Ben. <laughs> um, and he ran it, but again, we didn't play it to completion because around that time, COVID hit, and so, like, everything was going crazy, so it just kind of fell apart, and we only made it, you know, a portion of the way through. So even to this moment, having played it two times partially of the way through, 
I did not know it was Strahd until the the illusion was breaking and he said, you see Strahd standing before you. Because I still thought, yeah, like... you got in his face. Yeah, I was still in the, under the impression, like, it's just a vampire. It's just some other vampire. And, and he's, like, dropping his illusion. It's like, oh, it's some punk-ass vampire. This whole build-up, it wasn't just, you see Strahd standing before you. That scream was so yeah. genuine. I had no idea. That I was such that. a reveal. I here's something that's maybe it's not the biggest surprise of the campaign so far but learning how Strahd got his powers and the yeah. consequences that some that was tragic that somebody you had to kill somebody you love and then someone who hates You're you g- most is kills you in a violent if, way yeah. yeah if anybody knows Strahd's backstory that's kind of yeah that's rough <laughs> yeah so it would have actually been what you said, Bree, but um, no. When Marcus looked at me and said, uh, uh, the fucking mind freak in my head is like, kill all your friends. <gasps> like, yes. no, they're, they're Strahd. And I looked over and they're all Strahd, and I'm like, man, I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> that would have been my surprise, too, but I kind of knew it was going to happen because there was like a lot of lead up to it. I didn't. That one I didn't see coming. No, I, didn't. I, I, didn't, I didn't think, I was like, I'm going to go message Strahd and then I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it coming, right? Like, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying where it's like, I saw the buildup of like something was building. Did I think he was going to be taken over? I mean, he Absolutely. shot Tori at some point, so. Yeah, but that like, was my gun. And that was another one I almost said. But like, my, I didn't, but I didn't that do coming. that. My yeah. gun, I, I only know that. You know, Nika knows he didn't shoot, and Hunter knows how to game. His gun mm-hmm. just did it. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't like that was shocking. Mm-hmm. But like, dog, no, I did not think the fucking weird ass thing in my head was gonna suddenly be like <laughs> everyone Strahd. I yeah. loved that. I that was good. Well, Stratties, Stratties everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I'm the only one who doesn't have that feeling. Oh man. All right. All right, this one is interesting. Which of the quote unquote seven deadly sins does your character represent the most? What are all the gluttony? Oh, that's Scarlet's 100%. Gluttony, pride, pride. envy, wrath, 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 lust, lust, and greed. Greed. Sloth. Sloth. Wrath. It has, for Scarlet, it has to be gluttony. I mean, she's forced by this essentially curse of her being to crave having to feed like she's forced by her being to have to feed she's a vampire she's a vampire well well also though like even with your deity like your whole thing is like you know pranking people like stealing things like it's all like gluttonous like not even just food wise but like her god is you know you know, I don't know if listeners know too much about Oladamara or however other DMs pronounce it, Oladamara, whatever. Oladamara is how we say it. So, you know, he's essentially a a um, Dionysus like yeah, standing like Dionysus in D and D. Yeah, like, I love him. Yeah, he's he's all about hedonism, drinking, partying, stealing. Like, he's the hedonism god. Yep. If you're going to stand, if you were going to compare him to a well-known deity, it would be Dionysus. And so, Scarlet, you know, having this this god that's like, hey, no, indulge more, indulge more, more, more. There's no other sin that she would embody more than gluttony. That's very fair. You already said wrath. So, you want to expand on that? 
Um, <clears throat> Tori's very angry at this world. Um, that's what Fair. keeps her going, really. It's just her anger. Uh, she's not, she doesn't really show it, like, terribly much, just because she's very good at keeping everything inside, but Wrath, definitely. Also, I'm just gonna quickly, uh, Theodore, uh, 100%. Wait, no, sorry, not Theodore. Zelgor is sloth. Sloth? Yeah, sloth. I can see that. Because she's literally escaping her job. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, Theodore would be greed. Really? I was thinking it would be pride. Really? I was thinking envy. You're pride. I'm pride. Yeah, oh, Nika's pride. 100 His greatest downfall, he does, he's not angry. Mm-hmm. Nika, people would think wrath, but that's not him. Like, he doesn't, he's not fighting people because he's mad. He's fighting people because he knows they shouldn't fight him. Mm-hmm. He's not someone they should poke at. That's the whole reason Nika makes moves. That's like that's why he shoots first, because when someone looks at him the wrong way, Nika's like that person that n- the universe gave him nothing, so that's why he expects everything. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't get that, it's not... It truly is like he failed, you know? Like, if he doesn't get everything out of life when he was promised nothing, he won't be content. Mm-hmm. And that's, that comes from a place of, like, he's like no one else, so he has to be better. Otherwise, he's worthless. You were saying it earlier that he, like, kind of realized that he was, like, a smaller fish. Yeah. And I feel like that probably hit him a little bit because he's like, maybe I'm not as powerful and as great as I thought I was. Exactly. And Nika, if, if this had been recorded from the very beginning, every point where Nika fails is devastating for him. Because he doesn't see that reality. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to role play that like as hard as I can. Like He is very crippled by failure. But he does bounce back from failure every time. Because Nika, in the end, he wants to be better. So it's his own mental hang-ups. Can I just say I really like this question? Because I feel like when you're making a character, one of the biggest things you have to do is figure out what their flaw is mm-hmm. um i don't know if mo's flaw like flaw really fits into any of them his flaw was naivety like he believed like the good in everybody and he didn't really look past that he didn't go past that his intelligence is low okay would you say that like his would be like lust then yeah, because lust doesn't have to be like a sexual lust. It yeah. can be like a lust for like you like desire, so like you desire like you, something. You broke yeah. Into yeah. So I feel like that would be greed. to be honest. That's you what know? I was about to say. Yeah. I think you're greed, dude. Yeah, like, you I think want the most... end of the world just because it makes you happy. That's you're true. willing to bring about Armageddon for one person's like pleasure. Yeah. The, I think also I feel like greed and pride because. One, he he, they do go hand in he hand. doesn't he's not just wanting to end the world because he wants to be happy. He believes he truly messed up the world. And by erasing himself from it, maybe there could be a restart that maybe society can grow again. Um, but pride in that he thinks he's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't stop to consider like is this wrong? Like do what am I he didn't stop to consider if it was right to give out his gifts in the first place. He didn't stop to consider taking it away is a good thing. Yeah. He just said this is correct. And I believe this will do the best, and I will do whatever it takes and to do it in the end. Now, I will say, Nika is very affected by greed and wrath as well. <laughs> if we're throwing in all of them, those are his, he, those three things are three of the things that made Nika. Greed and envy would also be one of Tori's, too, as well. I really think Scarlet's just hard glutton. Like, for, for whatever 
sin, like, you know, like, whether it's whatever. She's a glutton for whatever. Yeah. Whether like, it's food or or hedonism. Because Nika, I'll, I'll say this also for the viewers, all my characters before Nika, hardline hero complexes. Yes. I've always had, yeah. like, a difficulty, like, making characters that weren't, like, strictly goodish. And Nika was my first one that was like, honestly, like, unless the characters bond with him hard, he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants all the time. And I like that you're playing more of those characters, because I feel like he did a good job at playing, like, either neutral or evil characters. But yeah. Huh. <laughs> what was your character's childhood like? Do you want to write a book for Nika? <laughs> you could. You could write a series. Yeah. Um, do you want to, like, chronicle what happened to Nika? Um, yeah, give us the, the spark notes. Yeah, let's give us, give us um, a run. Absolutely, yeah. Like, like one of those children books that you read that has, like, 12 books to it. Like, Percy Jackson or some shit. Like, <laughs> like just this kid that, like, you know, he didn't really truly realize the weight that was on his shoulders till he got to the prime material plane. And I made that specifically on purpose because I wanted Nika to have, like, his beginning just be fun adventures. Just be fun, happiness, good times, like, Disney Channel shit. And, and like, he went on the kookiest, wildest venture in the Feywild, and he had a lot of fun. He really did. A few things he learned a lot of, like, lessons because he fucked up a lot. He pissed off a lot of different Fae, but he always found a way to be their friend in the end. He wasn't a violent kid. He wasn't angry. He never shot first. He never shot. He never had to. He just talked, and he always found a way to be friends with people. Or trick them if they were dicks. I feel like Peter Pan is a good yeah. way to describe it. I think you're a very yeah. Peter Pan character. Peter Pan yeah. that ended up in New York and joined a gang. Yeah, yeah no, straight yeah, up Peter Pan was like, all right, Lost Boys, we're going to New York. And then all of them got gunned down by a gang, and he was like, all right, you sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what happened in the And you'll get out of my city. city. Yeah. Peter Pan is the Punisher. Is he yeah. a neutral character? Or is he good? He could have fluctuates. You guys have made him kind of, like, in the way I roleplay him, good-ish, but, like... Nika would do some fucked up shit if it meant protecting you guys. Like, he's got no qualms in that. Especially, specifically, Tori and Scarlet. He would go hard evil to protect either of them. We talked a lot about Scarlet's childhood. I feel like she had the best childhood out of all of us. I mean, so, here's the... I think Nika did. I think yeah, he had the most fun. I think here's the thing, like, if you... You know those kids that you see and you're like, wow, they're rich. They must have the best childhood. You know, they must the best life. I think Scarlet's one of those characters where if you were the outside looking in, you'd think, wow, what a perfect life. But in reality, that is like that's not the life I truly had for the character. So she never, you know, she was sheltered. So she never had friends, which is not healthy for a child to not have friends. Like, that's, that's not healthy. So all of her friends were animals that she just, that lived on the castle or, you know, not even castle, but like the, the grounds that, of the house that she lived on. And she couldn't talk to them. She's not a druid. So she just had like this weird obsession with nature that that's why she has such an obsession with taxidermy. It's like when they died, she couldn't really bring them back. So she'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna taxidermy them. They'll be my friends forever. 
But, you know, her dad worked a lot, and her his advisor, one of the people that we ended up killing in the in the <laughs> Feywild, don't regret it, was someone who would be like, you know, Scarlet would go and say like, "Hey, Dad, you know, I've got something that I I want to do," and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, honey, I'm busy." And this guy would come over and be like, "Your daddy doesn't love you. He's just telling you he's busy because he doesn't want to tell you how much he fucking hates you." Now fucking piss off so we can work, you little yeah. bitch. Like, like he's so, a like, fucked up dude. Like yeah. he was not cool. So like you know she she likes to think she had a perfect childhood and upbringing, but it was not a healthy upbringing. She's the she's the kind of character that thinks she had the perfect childhood, but actually had like definitely some kind of developmental issues. Like she didn't get to socialize. That's why she's not willing to up until, you know, this curse hit her, she's not willing to talk about her desires because if she did, you know, that dude was over there saying, like, your dad doesn't love you. Like you know, your opinion doesn't fucking matter here. So she doesn't speak up about what she wants or desires. And that's because of her childhood. I was going to say, it's from, like, a happy childhood and we're going to talk Tori. I mean, Tori, up until her parents gave her away to L.A.E. What did give her away? That, that right that there. That that it's free. Well, they... Wait, they paid, sold her? They were paid yeah. to give her up. So, she had a very, up until her early teen years, had a good childhood. And then after that, it all went downhill from there. So, like, she had a good childhood and then had to go through the trauma of being sold by her parents. She denied it for a really long time. And, um, you know, in the LEE, she got trained to be basically a child soldier and, like, experimented on to figure out what the being told that she was, like, special in some way, but never, like, knew why and all of that. And then after that, she ran away and had to go through that trauma. And at that point, it wasn't her childhood anymore. So up until then, up until L.E.E., she had a good childhood, like, with her parents and her siblings and uh, the other Furbolgs. Mo, yeah. Mo also had a good childhood. Um... If he was a child, I don't know. He he. I would like to think that at yeah. some point he was had a younger mindset. He was probably. born at some point. He's always yeah. He's always he didn't like, come from nothing. Um, yeah. I in the I'm beginning, yes, my God, man. Yeah. Um. No, I forgot to mention this for the inspiration, but Mo is heavily based off of Prometheus, like yeah. the story of Prometheus bringing mm-hmm. fire to mankind. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, if you notice Ethian his... relics. Yeah, his, the original yeah, god the, is called Ethian. The Ethius. Prothean War, or whatever you said. Promethean Wars. Promethean Wars, yeah, because the Protheans is Mass Effect, sorry. The Prothean Wars. <laughs> the Prothean Wars. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I just had to copy that from you, it was too good. Which is funny, because yeah. I thought no, part of his original uh, inspiration was also Cole from Dragon Age. Yeah, he <laughs> was also based off of Cole from Dragon Age, that personality of, like, whimsical. But... He was kind of like the embodiment of like a lot of things, and he just like played. He just like he was born in the sky. He was born in the space, and he just played around. And like, he didn't exactly have friends. There's not a lot of people hanging out in space, but like, I feel like he had a pretty good time dancing around. <laughs> just oh, imagining yeah. Stardust. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. He just yeah. He was just a star that like. He was literally just a star in that, that time. Would, yeah, that would like go tap into the other stars. Just vibing. Yeah. Just it's like uh, the Little Prince. Oh, good reference. Yeah, like, just... I love that book. Like, yeah. He, he just moved around and, like, 
saw space and it was beautiful, but it was really lonely. I just want to throw in, actually, if I could make the perfect comparison for Nika as a kid, it would have been Peter Pan fused with Huckleberry Finn. Oh, God. Sorry. That's, a, that's rough. <laughs> Huckleberry. Just, just in the sense of, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Tom okay. Sawyer is okay. okay. I was like, no, I was like ah, yes. Everybody chill out. Everybody chill out. I made a mistake. It's yeah. Tom Sawyer. Who was your best friend in the fake world? <laughs> I'm sorry. God fucking damn it. Chill, guys. I love that book, but I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah. That makes more sense. Tom yeah. Sawyer. No, Tom yeah. Sawyer fused with Peter Pan. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> Just Peter Pan and Huckleberry Finn I mean, they have like a very similar personality. They, have a good vibe. they, they yeah. do, but I'm imagining... You see why like, I made the mistake. Yeah. They do have like a very similar I just want a Peter Pan remake that's just... I feel like that's... A Huckleberry Finn story, but it's Peter Pan. I feel like that's not crazy. But no, yeah. but it would be fucking hilarious. It would be interesting. Nika would hung with all those kids. All right. As a kid. Ooh. What is one thing that hasn't been revealed about your character? This is I'll, I'll preface this too. This is if you wish to reveal anything that hasn't been revealed about your character, because we can also just, you know, if there's anything that you know that may be mundane or anything like that. Uh, should I talk about the blood? Do you want to talk about the blood? I I'll tell you this. I would be excited, but it's your character. I'll talk about the blood. Okay. So Mo's blood is. In the beginning, mm-hmm. there were three races. Mm-hmm. Can you say their names? It's the Kytaran, the Kalistar, and the Avalis. They were the only yes. civilization. There was nothing else. And when Mo was split, he bled out, and every other race popped up from that. So every other race that exists is his bloodline. So if he recalls his blood, every other race is yoinked back. So, yeah, every, technically, he is the... <laughs> he is grandpapa over all of you. <laughs> um, grandpapa. Yes, the grandest of papas. Grandest papa. <laughs> the grandest papa, yeah. But I'm interested to see how that will work out in the beginning. Um, not in the beginning, further on. I don't have anything I want to reveal. Okay. I'm trying to think of something. Like, I can't think of anything. I mean, there's really not anything... Scarlet hasn't talked about. I think, in a weird way, the biggest thing she hasn't talked about is that she doesn't talk about things. Mm -hmm. So she is unwilling to discuss her wants, needs, and desires with the party. She, because of this, you know, closed-off upbringing, she just has never known how to talk to others about what she wants so instead if the party says they want to do something she'll just say yes and she's she's basically been a yes man for the party for a while only rarely will she be like no there's really this one thing i want to do but even still like you know there's never a moment in which she's like i do this thing i put my foot down blah 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 blah. Well, now she's got to trade but that now she's you know this has happened so this changes everything but up until now she kept everything internalized that you know everything she wanted that she felt like she needed or talk wanted to talk about she just dealt with on her own because she just didn't know how to go to someone else about it So many things, so many things, but, uh, for Nika, but, um, 
maybe the biggest thing, or the thing I think about the most actively, is exactly how Nika feels about Tori. Um, I would love for that to get broadcast, but there just hasn't been a situation with their two characters specifically. They're just not the type to be like, man, I love you. <laughs> like, you know, they're just not. So it's like, it's one of those things where like Tori would, it, it, it's got to be desperate times for that to be aired. And it's like one of those, like I'll, I'm one of those people that will like sit there and be like, this is what I really want to say to this character. I'm not gonna say it till it's right. <laughs> like, and um, there was another one, but I forgot about it. Yeah, fair. If that conversation well, if you want ever happens, there's things that I'm gonna say too that I have thought about deeply. So, yeah. Yeah, there's stuff I wish I could expand on right now, but I'd actually rather leave them to be natural mm -hmm. because I just feel like I've thought about it and they've made me cry. Yeah. Because I have sisters I'm really in tied with and I've never, I've always wondered what it'd be like to have a big sister, you know? So that's something that's very interesting to play out with Nika. Mm -hmm. And. Me too. So, yeah. So you I'm wonder what of, it's like to have a big sister? Yeah. And Nika's oh, like, God. Weird. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> But, um, Sophie's my sister, by the way. Oh, yeah. If anybody didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my answer. I like you. This is the last question. <laughs> what a banger. What is the biggest mistake your character has ever made? We're ending on this one, huh? Yeah, we're ending on this one. <laughs> that's why I said, what a banger. <laughs> why didn't you go first, Mo? <laughs> oh, well, let's see. I regret making humanity. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, word. Um, yeah, no, I think his biggest regret was he was, like, really naive. He believed, like, oh, I'm just going to play with them. And if they have the same emotions I do, then we can just go and play. And then they all started killing each other. And he was like, oh, shit. Um, because greed is a thing. Because he gave them love, but he also gave them hatred. Mm -hmm. Like, he gave them the full He's spectrum. like, I want them to experience everything that I experienced. Yeah. And he gave them peace, but with peace also came war. So his biggest regret is giving it. Like, he basically ruining the three races the, who yeah. were just chilling before and, and they were yeah. quite literally just chilling yeah like they weren't like very they weren't feeling like happy or they didn't feel love or they didn't feel like certain things but like but they were in like their own utopias basically yeah they were they were fine mm -hmm. he just went through and was like let's but they could be better yeah like let's throw in these things so they can be my friends now yeah yeah um not killing the person who killed Hecate God, I can't wait when until she we can should get Hecate fully back. She regrets letting Hecate or convince her to hesitate, ultimately leading to her death. And that's her biggest regret. I mean, Lily doesn't believe that not killing someone is a, a bad choice. However, she, Tori personally, regrets that, that hesitation, which is why... Anytime she sees someone hesitate to kill or to make a decision that could have other people's lives on the line, she does get angry or frustrated because she's done that mistake herself and it's led to bad things, so that's her biggest regret. I think Scarlet's biggest regret is actually still something that is going on. 
And that's like, she, she hasn't really expressed her, I mean, like, yeah, she's an affectionate person, but she's never really, you know, she doesn't tell, same thing with, you know, not expressing her feelings or like her wants, needs, and desires. She doesn't tell people how much they truly mean to her. And so like, you know, Tori, Tori's someone that she met is Tori is the only person that Scarlett can ever say was her friend growing up. And it was like a passing friendship. Just like for like an hour. It was, it was like the shortest encounter. And Scarlett was like, oh my God, that's a friend. Like, you know, so I think, you know, having Tori back and, you know, now with Nika, Scarlett's, I don't want to say regret because, you know, up until now she hasn't really had anything she regrets, but the closest thing I can think of to regret is, you know, wanting or, you know, not telling Tori and Theodore and Nika how much she truly cares about them. Like, you know, she'll say, you know, I love you guys or whatever, but she doesn't make it clear just how much losing any anyone in the party, but specifically, like, what she considers her family, how much it would fuck with her. Mm-hmm. And so she's just not making that clear is something that, you know, now that this has happened, maybe it will change, but she's just never made it clear to Tori or or really anyone, how much, you know, the relationship she's built matter to her in, like, a level they won't even understand because before this, her only friends were animals. That's fair. I appreciate you more than the rats, and I want you to know that. Like, <laughs> But like, that's a but, big step but, considering yeah. how much she loves her rats. And Tori's like, like, I can be a rat. Yeah, I love rats! <laughs> <laughs> I can be your little rat. I would love that! <laughs> Tinder bio, I'll be your little rat. Yes. (laughs) Two moments, and they're both in his backstory. Um, The first job he ever did with Tori, he has a big regret from that he's never told Tori about. But um, there was a moment during that job where Nika, Nika's all his kills before that had just been instinctual. He's a sorcerer, so all of his magic is instinctual. He thinks and things happen. But there was a moment he could have just shot someone who was a young person around his age, and then he let him go, and they ended up spotting Tori, and it put Tori in a bad spot. And it could have led to Tori being hurt, but Tori was a badass, so she got out of it. But um, Nika hated that moment, because he hesitated, and that's why he doesn't hesitate afterwards. But um, the one that's probably heavier on him is when he was a child... He pissed off the Archfey in charge of his Feywild domain, which was the domain of lichens and shit, like basically Hercene's domain from Skyrim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, Nika wasn't a lichen, you know? He was seen as, like, an outsider, so they looked down on him. He wasn't, um, he wasn't a part of the pack, basically. But his... It's like a subsidiary pack. His dads, they viewed him as such. And so when Nika pissed that guy off, the pack lead stepped up for him and put his life on the line. And basically, if Nika didn't meet the demands, the trial of this archfey, him and one of his fathers would be executed. And so Nika ended up succeeding, not by werewolf standards, but by using his own wit and whatnot through loopholes you could say but it's a point where 
he doesn't feel any pride in it. He feels nothing but regret because he risked the life of one of his fathers. Alright. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's the last question. I feel like that was too dark of a question to end on. <laughs> so, um, I have a question. <laughs> yeah? Okay. What do you think your characters would do after everything has gone down? Like, uh, what do you think? What's is a retirement plan? Ret- retirement plan. <laughs> retirement plan. <laughs> like, a good retirement Not so nothing depressing, please. Ending the world. No. <laughs> yeah, it's really if, if, if most if plans no, have worked out. If if he if he were, if he actually was able to end the world and die? No, no, no. Like if his goal had to have people to play with had worked out. Oh, he would just like to that in that case he would have just liked to see humanity just play or like have like love and do everything fully. Like his goal was never to like make himself happy. His goal was to like make people human, you mm-hmm. know. So I don't know. I think which he totally succeeded in because is, war is a thing. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, the way we end Moe's plan is just show him the good in humanity. Yeah, he's right taking now, to a couple like we're in the shadow fell. He's been in, he's been in he's been in cold storage for the last yeah. thousands uh, thousands of years. Tens of thousands of years. Yeah, and he came back and he like walked into the shadow fell. He's like, well, this is shit. Wow, I don't remember the world as I left it. This yeah. sucks. It's like no, 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 Mo. This isn't the world, but it still is kind of shit. Came back to the capital and he's like, it still sucks. Guys, it didn't change. Yeah, like he can, the, he can look at it's Theodore. It's just sunny here. He can look at Theodore and he can see like the thousands of years of pain and he's like, I made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Nika's over here like, dude, you did such a good job. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like if you guys somehow convinced him that the world was good and we can like move with this, I think he would like to be whole again and just be a star. A star. Yeah. What's yeet him to heaven? Yeah. (laughs) He would just, just take like you to... up there to the astral plane. He'd just like to be around people yeah. and just play. I think Scarlet's retirement plan is probably... She needs to find a, a safe way to do it. But one, she wants immortality. And and two, she's tired of being called a half-blood. She really wants to be a vampire. <laughs> she's tired of being called a half-blood or a mutt and all these other things people keep calling her. Touch that stone. She won't do this. <laughs> you have to be evil alignment. She's not evil. She's a very good character, but she's she is very curious to find a way to reach the the ability to, like, become a vampire lord or or whatever, hopefully without corrupting herself. But she very much wants that immortality and, like, that ability to be able to live longer to help more people is really what her retirement plan would be. Live longer, find immortality, be vampire, live help more people. Live long and prosper, exactly. That's, that's her retirement plan. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> Scarlet invents the warp drive. 1463. <laughs> Similar, but much more. Uh, Nika wants to fully become, at this point, Archfate or God. Like, he would like to be one of those things. And just because he's like, again, I want freedom. Like, and those are the two things that seem to get the most. So, I don't think it's fair. I don't have it. (laughs) And he's cool to die trying to get there. But, um, he won't. 
because he's naked. Yeah, let's become God and we can go play in the stars. And yeah, and I'll stop you from destroying it. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. God will but, play um, in the stars. To get also into a bit more of like what I actually want Nika to achieve, one, you know, keep it going with Scarlet. Hopefully, get married man one day. Aww. Hopefully, that works out. Like, I mean, he's that's what he really fucking wants. But also, I want to be so like other gods don't fuck with me, and other people stop fucking with me. All these vampires and stuff. I want to kill all the LAE people. I want to fix Capital for Theodore. Basically. Too much to talk about. <laughs> Big aspirations. Big aspirations. Nothing but goals. Does Tori want to become a god? No, Tori just wants to settle down with Hecate and become a park ranger. What a life <laughs> to live. Yeah, yeah imagine. That is just the to life add I in on, To add in on Tori's, actually, Nika's other thing is to find a way to sneak immortality into all the party members. <laughs> I mean, Tori's... Because I don't want to give any guy. of them up. Tori's got, like... 500 to 700 years. Yeah, I'm going to try to... I, I will live forever. So I need to find a way to make that 500 a little bit longer. Tori's just like, let me go, buddy. No, bro, I'm not. Let me go. <laughs> no, bro. Tori, you're my big sister now. It's not your life. I'm 700 years old, man. Just let me go. There's a reason Scarlet's looking for immortality. Her parents are going to watch their child get buried if she doesn't because her parents are a drow and a vampire. Scarlet is a half-elf, essentially. So her lifespan is only like 120, 130 years. So her parents are going to be putting her in the ground until she can find okay, a way. We need to find immortality for Scarlet. That's why she's... But Tori's just going to live on her That's will... why it's her main goal is like vampire lord, immortality, something like that. Because she and doesn't... And also immortal. She, Mo is immortal. She doesn't want to put that kind of pain on her parents to know that their child is going to not outlive them. <laughs> I'm also immortal, so me, Zelagor, cool, and Mo will cool. be there. So I, I will bury you as well. So that, that is why I'm sort of over here I like, I will bury you too, but then after no. I'll get buried. Mo has buried everybody. Oh, okay, well I didn't so, want this to so add. So basically like 2,000 years later, it's yeah. just Mo, Zelagor, and Nika... It's kind of like, what's we, up? We cannot, we don't share a brain cell We're amongst us. We're buried next to each other. Yeah, like, they're, they're the ones holding us back. We cannot be the only ones left. Oh, it'll left. be true chaos. Just the boys. Yes. Oh my god, it's imagine. true chaos. Zelagor. Imagine it being just the boys no, after Theodore, all the girls are gone. No, Theodore's gone. Zelagor's still gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'd be, and it'd the boys Zelagor. Zelagor doesn't have a, it doesn't have a... No, she's the god of death. Exactly. It'd be the god of death. We can't die. We can't die. At that point, if I make it, I've ascended. So, something interesting I'll because Zelagor, while she is immortal right now, you know that the current god of death is he's dying. He's about to die, yeah. But he's been around for so Zelagor long. Zelagor's been around for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, but now Zelagor's going to take his spot. Yeah. And now Zelagor will be dying. Hey, it, we'll, be, we'll hang because out. Because all things you. die. At the yeah. end of the universe, you guys are just burying Zelagor. and Nika. Zelagor. Yeah. Yeah. And Nika. Yeah. We cannot be together. We cannot be the only ones left. <laughs> Mo and Nika. Okay, but it's kind of beautiful. No, nah, I'd be chill with it. What's wrong with you? Why are you upset about it? There's nothing wrong with chaotic. There's nothing left to be. Chaotic the yeah, the universe is nothing but chaos. Listen, let's re-kick start it. New <laughs> humanity. Oh my god. Okay, now we're getting into the end of future time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys, we've we've digressed. Fucking <laughs> Yuki and Yuno just fucking holding hands and making a new universe. We will make a new game with 12 new phones. <laughs> oh we my god. Throw in spoilers. By the way, if you haven't watched The Future Diary, this is an unsponsored plug. You should watch The Future Diary. It's really fucking good. Oh my god. I know what that is. Ooh, it's good. It's really good. I mean, wait. 
Beach party? Am I am I getting that correct? I don't know. Okay, we don't need to talk about this here. We'll talk about it later. Let's talk about it later. Yeah. We get off on tangents. You know how hard it is to record when we all just want we just want to talk about it. We're all neurodivergent, so it's all just kind of like let's just talk about everything that we're thinking about. Okay, but I feel like that was a good thing. It has been so fun. It has been fun. I'm glad we got to talk about all of our characters and share this bit of lore that we wouldn't get to otherwise. Yep. And hopefully next week we'll pick up with our regular sessions. We will finish the Amber Temple, hopefully, and move on from there. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Bye-bye. Wait, before you go, we wanted to thank you for listening to Mon Squad D&D. If you enjoy our show, then make sure to give us a like and tell people about us. You can also leave us a comment and tell us what you think about the show. We also have a Twitter page where we post any changes to our schedule, as well as other fun things like art and music. You can find us there by simply searching Mon Squad D&D. And we'll see you next Friday for our newest episode.